says, welcome, welcome, welcome to the JB Font Show. It is so good to see everybody in here today, you all, you beautiful people. So good to see you guys. I am your host, James Fauntleroy. Just to let you guys know that the JB Font Show is available on all major podcast platforms like Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts, so you can subscribe there. I'm also part of the Revolutionary Blackout Network. You can catch me on the JB Show at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sundays and at the Roundtable on 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays. Please make sure to get this video a thumbs up. And if you are new, please smush down that subscribe button. Please, pretty please with sugar on top. And also click the bell just to let you know to be notified whenever I go live. Like with people like this gorgeous woman here. Because look, look at her. She's amazing. Okay. Uh, I, I'm just so happy to have her here today. So <laughs> if, if you guys see me um, kind of uh, spazzing out, it's because, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> and if you do subscribe, I do promise you cookies <laughs> or cake or ice cream. If I can give it through the screen. Right. Okay. I also want to give a shout out and thank you to all my patrons that are watching me on coffee. I just want to thank you guys for uh, supporting me. I was able to get my new cam. So thank you so much for that. You're watching me on it right now. So thank you so much for that. And I am deeply humbled. Now, Josana, how are you? Hi, baby. I'm so excited. I love, I love it so much. I love the background with the glass brick. It's just okay. <laughs> I love. I'm loving it. I'm at a friend's house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hi, at a friend's. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like <Exactly>. Josana. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> trust um, me trust me I've been at a friend's house a few that. times so <laughs> <laughs> no just bear with me because here where I am mm-hmm. in this mysterious place mm-hmm. the connection is a little bit bad it's not as good as you know mm-hmm. my usual connection which is not that good at all um, I'm so excited I'm so happy to be here I love you so much yeah. I admire your strength oh. and your joy like you're always bringing joy and love to the plate it's just like perfect thank you so yeah i am really honored i think that's the word honored damn that you don't you make me cry me. Mm-mm. we're not doing like, that today I feel, I feel like i threw myself <laughs> 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 oh my friend i just want to uh i i want to um also before we start before we begin i just want to say hello to everybody that's in the chat as well because as you know we like to talk to people in the chat um good to see you cryptician good to see you uh, you know terry nice to have you as well um let me see robin so good to see you hi kenneth I'm not sure if I uh, if I saw you on here before, uh, it, but it's good to see you in the chat. Nice to have you here as well. By the way, are those locks in your hair or those uh, plaits? I don't know. 
I'm looking at your um I'm looking at it, but it looks good. Is it for fire big chip? Huh? You're looking at their profile picture? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, are, are those locks well, like or are those... Light, they, like, I yeah. place my phone in the light so I can yeah. it, it, They look nice, though, by the way. Um, let me see. Who else is in the chat? <gasps> Quaker, good to see Hi, you. Ah, it's like a family reunion. Okay. Yes, it is. My voice went up a few octaves. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, so good to see you. It's good to see you as well in the chat. Joy Torres, Irma oh Josana. Sister Joy, Joy, I love you. <laughs> yep. Good to see you as well. Uh, Leroy, my brother, good to see you. All right, nice to have you in here as well. Uh, who else do we have that's new? If there's anybody else new, hello, Miss Brandy Weaver. So good to oh, see you as well. And Tony, Tony, good to see. You. That's my boyfriend's name, by the way. Just to let you know, you know. So just just to see, good to see you as well. All right. So. Uh oh, connection problem. Uh, I'm a mute here and ask questions. Julia. I, I can still hear you. Julia? Hello? Não conecta no Wi-Fi agora, não. Tá caindo o Wi-Fi aqui pra mim. Tá bom. I can still hear you, so, though. No, no. Can, can you hear me? Can you see me? Yeah, can I, I can hear you. It, it, it's okay. kind of choppy, you know, as the visual, but I can still hear you, though. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's going to come back at some point. Yeah, okay. That's fine. You're gonna ask to the gods of the Wi-Fi. Oh, There's connection here, right? We can always ask our ancestors to pave the way, to bless mm -hmm. our presence together. Mm -hmm. So just sitting on a table with all these beautiful people in the chat. Mm -hmm. So it's never, never too much to ask our ancestors for their blessing, and I think they're giving it. <laughs> All right, so I, I just want to start off with the first question because uh, I, I really want to, I really I'm want nervous. to inspire people who want to get into this space, um, and especially people who look like us, mm -hmm. women, and people who aren't even from the country, from the United States. I want to inspire them as well to get into this space. Um, so my first question is, you're an activist and an advocate for, for black and brown liberation from white supremacy and capitalism. You recently came into this podcasting space to spread that message. From a black woman's perspective, can you give us a brief summary of how you got into this space and what inspired you to get in this space sure mm -hmm. um so i am an immigrant so, and i mean as black people we are born activists we have no choice but to fight for our rights and in a third world country you learn pretty early 
to like to not be a capitalist. There's no such a thing as being a capitalist in a third world country. I mean, of course you have people like that, mm-hmm. but you already like go tuning yourself with all the philosophies and directions, but and then you start the action pretty early too because you have to fight for your own rights. I have a special story, which is like my mom when I was nine years old. Um, she she had a group that they were they were doing mutual aid. They were giving food to people. And can you hear me? Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, they were they were distributing food, and she used to take me. And the way that she was doing was like I used to go to people's house because there's not even like the bell to ring. And ask them in, in rich neighborhoods, ask them to donate um, food that doesn't go bad, the dry goods. Okay. I forgot, just a second, just a second. So I was, uh, sorry, just had to call my sister. It's okay. So I was, um, I was going around to people's houses and asking for dry goods so we could do something we call here a basket. Okay. And I I would feel so embarrassed. And she would always tell me, you have to know how is to have to ask for food, ask for mutual aid. So you know the pain that these people go through. Because it's not just the pain of not having a house, not just the pain of not having what you eat. It's a pain as a human being that you have to go through this kind of situation. So we would do it, and it was just like, it was an incredible experience as a child. So that's how I grew up. And then when I moved to the U.S., I spent, I think, like five years undocumented, and I... I was looking for like groups and nonprofits and where to to build community and organize. And I I I had I made a Twitter account in 2016. It was right when they were uh, inflicting a coup d'état against Dilma Rousseff in Brazil, but I was in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I, I strictly made a, a Twitter account to curse Bolsonaro and his gang. And I started following a few activists in, in the U.S. and ended up like finding your account, finding Rome's account. And I was like, whoa, that's so nice. And then there, there was these faces, Twitter faces, and Rome. And I went to a comics corner. And I was like, wow, I was listening. I was like, wow, so there are leftists in the U.S. Because until then, I didn't think. <laughs> There were. I thought it was something from from before. I thought it was something from the like it stayed there with the Black Panthers party, and then yeah. people went to Africa, and it's over. And I, I started seeing that there were leftists. That they, there was a leftist um, speech. There was a leftist conversation going on, and I started going and following more people, following more people, and Rome uh, in his comments corner. So I work to pay rent, I work as a, as a waitress and a bartender, and 
he started doing the comics corner late in the night, like two a.m. because it's coming back from work, so I could be. And so for that, I'm always grateful to him. And Nick heard me in a comics corner, and he made an invitation to come on the Internet International Leftist Coalition show that he has. And I was like, sure. The reason why I said yes, it's important to know that, like, I don't have, I don't have the talent that you and Sabi have, right? You guys have the talent to be like, you know, you're like, you were host, and I think it's beautiful. It's like that's how I'm nervous. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you're talented. I am. I am more like I'm gonna say, and if they don't like to hear it, they can suck my dick. <laughs> You're gonna listen to me. <laughs> you're gonna listen to me, and you're gonna listen good, cause I got something to say. <laughs> Guys, I look. I wish I had the 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 guts that you have. I wish I had that, and so. Well, you do. You do. I I you know so I I I definitely respect that about you. And then, like, it, it was, I respect it so much, too. And it was, it was natural. So I was, I started as a, as a, as a guest. Mm-hmm. And then y'all voted me in. And I was like, really? I'm so happy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is so cool. Yeah. And now I can speak to these people because my, my thought. I just wanted to say those things to the American people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. like. Outside of the United States, we are organizing. We are getting together to defeat the empire. We are mm-hmm. actively doing stuff. Mm-hmm. We want you all to join us because then we can defeat the empire together from the inside out. Yeah. And that was always my goal with having a voice in a channel. Mm-hmm. And I think whoever wants to do this, and have the talent and the time for it because it's, it's like you have to, right? JB, it's, it's, it's important to say that. Like, I don't have any specific show myself in the channel. And I see, like, I see you and, it, and I see the dedication, and I think it's so cool because, like, it takes time. People think it's just to sit in front of your telephone. Like, today I'm in front of my telephone, um, usually in front of my computer. People think it's just sitting there and commenting. No. You have to find the guests. You have to have a calendar for your shows. You have to edit clips. You have to be willing to spend your time, everything on that. So that it, it takes dedication that I like many times, but all my comrades in the channel have, and I admire that so much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for, for that. Um, and let me just ask you this, this question. Did you always feel like a nervousness being undocumented this entire time in this country? And that had to be like between like Obama and and Trump. And then it was just like, and then you hear what Trump says. You're like, oh my God. And then you're worried, you know, because it's just like, I just got here and I don't want to leave because there's things I need to do. You know, has that fear ever came over? Yeah, but 
by that time, I mean, I work and I I take care of the rent for my parents. Now just my father, my mom passed last um, last year in August from COVID. I'm sorry. Um, thank you. It's it's the the most painful experience I've been through life so far. But yeah. but also at the same time, her strength and everything I learned from her is in me. So it gives me. It's weirdly like it, it weirdly makes me stronger to know that I live through her steps. I I she lives forever through me and the person I am. So that also helps me keep myself in check. Yeah. And I I so I I was always like I need to work here so I I can be able to provide for my family and that's what I do. And yes, that was fear all the time. But there was this one day, it was right after Trump won the election, mm-hmm. that we all got together, uh, restaurant workers especially, mm-hmm. and we did Un Dia Sin Immigrantes, which was like one day without immigrants in New York. We all didn't go to work. All the immigrants, especially the undocumented, so more than half of New York was shut down. And business owners not having an alternative but to support us because we were not going to come to work. And I remember my white boss by then, he went to the kitchen, he was like, with the guests, you guys cannot do that. Don't do that to me. And one of them was like, yeah, you can cry, Blanquito, but <laughs> we're going to do it. <laughs> so like we had so much strength. Mm-hmm. That that moment made me believe that we could survive. But of course, like I was biking around my neighborhood and then I saw Icy Van and almost fell off the bicycle. Or oh. when I was canvassing with AOC people, she was already elected. But we were canvassing, canvassing because we, Ice is doing raids, right? Ice does raids in New York, even though it's a sanctuary state, it's not. So I went to Queens with these people and a bunch of volunteers, and we were canvassing to uh, inform people what they had to do in the case of somebody knocking on that door. And I saw this father of a family crying with me in fear. And it hurt. This whole immigration situation is very keen to me, and it hurts a lot because the biggest thing for an organizer or whatever person in the world that wants to change the world is empathy and it hurts a lot in me when I see people going through the despair that I went through for only five years I know people that are there they're here for like 25 and never had the chance to go back and see their family it's, it's not an easy life to live. But the people that come, I learned a lot from the people that come through the border. Mm-hmm. They are courageous. You know, they're always like dancing and it keeps that joy. And I think, I think the black joy is the most revolutionary act, is mm-hmm. the most, mm-hmm. you know, character, revolutionary kind of characteristic mm-hmm. to keep your joy mm-hmm. besides everything we go through. So yeah, it's um, it was fear. I had fear all the time, but it also, 
I feel like I'm a better human being because I went through this experience. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it, it definitely does. Um, when I first moved to Florida at the age of three, um, and I spoke about this uh, last week on RBN, shortly after we got here, we were homeless. So I knew what it was like to be a child that was homeless and having to go to shelters and wait for food and you know, get your oatmeal, you know, in the middle of the winter, I knew what that was like. And so, and I also knew what it was like to have to, you know, sleep on friends' couches as an adult. I knew that as well. And I knew what it was like to be afraid that you were going to get kicked out of your home because you didn't have the mo- enough money for the rent. I knew all these things. And so... Because I went through all these things and how hard it was for me, I don't want anybody else to ever have to go through that ever again. You know, I, I think and I think that's why people who are, you know, workers, I try to treat them extra special because you don't want, you know, because you want them to know that they deserve their dignity. They deserve respect you know, they're not less than anybody else. And, you know, if if I ever get to go to a restaurant, I make sure I tip as well as I possibly can. If I don't have the 20%, I don't go out to eat. <laughs> so that's how I am. And so, yeah, I, I, I try to treat people as much respect as possible because I know what it's like. Josana, are you still there? I think we're having a slight technical difficulty. Just wait for her to come back really quick. Okay, I'll let her back in. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only, if only our, you know, these countries would improve it, you know, outside of capitalism, so that it could actually be better. So, <laughs> can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. But your voice is very slow and like, like Darth Vader. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can hear you properly. Yes. What's go- <laughs> what in the world is going on? Is the CIA doing something to our internet? What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. 
I will leave and come back. I'm really sorry, and I will okay. leave and come back and fix it. It's okay. It's right okay. Back. Oh my god. No, it's okay. So, hey, this is so funny. This is so like Brazilian improvising stuff. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> I had to do it, y'all. Look, I had to. She said I sounded like Darth Vader. I was, I went straight into it. I was like, I gotta do Luke. I am your father, you know. So, you know, gosh, if only I had a, a can or something like that I can talk to so I can really sound like Darth Vader. But anyways, uh, just stay stay tuned just for a second. Uh, we're gonna get Josana back as soon as humanly possible. I'm back. Ta-da! Um, do I sound normal no, now? Do I sound... Darth Vader anymore. You I don't sound... <laughs> that was so funny, like... <laughs> <laughs> I had to do Luke, I am your father. I had to. It was just... <laughs> it was there. Look, you said it, and I was just... Let me do it. Let me do it. Improv 101. Yep, yep. <laughs> Actually, I always wanted to do improv. You have the talent, though. Thank you. I watch you. Yeah, I, I, I always want to do it. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Um, is there a question? Yeah. Omar says I need to get into voice acting. I've always wanted to do it. Um, I actually did a commercial for the Green Party in New York. I did a voiceover. So. Jay, I, I'm an actor. And I know. I've been an actor since I'm 10 years old. It's been only five years that I'm an actor. Because I'm 15. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I had to make this joke because, like, I'm so old. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> many, many times I don't do that in the U.S. Because, you know, accent. Mm-hmm. And I tried. And the more I built towards, like, criticizing the government and stuff, the, the, the tougher my accent gets. I feel like my body at this point is rejecting <laughs> the English. <laughs> so, it's really hard but oh many times God. in Brazil when like to pay the bills I was doing voice acting and oh. I actually looked into I looked into, the, into it in the US it's actually pretty easy to get an agent and it's a lot it's, it's not a lot of money but it's at, at once but it is like a lot of work that you can do from your home so if you want after we can have that conversation but if people want to know that too you're just gonna have to have like a wood box with the cushion to isolate the sound. Mm-hmm. You're gonna put the microphone inside of the wood box and you're gonna talk here. And that's your studio. And I think people use some application in their computer to like edit and everything. You okay. send that for an audition, they hire you, you record from your house. All voice actors are now working from home. And I have a friend that she pays her her bills like that. Voiceover. The force is strong with this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm gonna butcher Star Wars and I'm gonna do this. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! That's Star Trek. Don't make no. That's Star Trek. You're gonna make people mad. <laughs> That's my talent. This yeah. is what I do for li- for a living. <laughs> yeah. I do this. Like a, like a gang. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. I, I Have you met me? Hello? <laughs> you already answered the first and the second question, so I really don't need to get into question number two, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Um... What are some advice that you would like to give, especially to black and brown women and women in general who want to get into this space? I would say kick the door. It's better to say I'm sorry than to say, excuse me, can I? When you're black and brown, especially if you are a femme. Mm -hmm. If you look like a female, I don't like that word. If you look like you are a woman, Mm -hmm. If you identify as a woman, keep the mother effing door. It's better to say, oh, I'm sorry, Karen, did I hurt you? Mm, sorry. Then to ask for permission. Because the world do not give us permission to do nothing. Yeah. And it, the way it's looking like, it doesn't look like it wants to give us permission. Mm. It's pretending so corporations can still make money. Like the other day I saw H&M saying like, be, be yourself. And some non-binary binary folks as models. And, and I was like, corporations, man, you gotta hate them. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. they are pretending they care yeah. so they can keep on making money. But I would say that we still have to kick the door. Yeah. Take yeah. the opportunity into your hand and I'm very supportive so if you do anything like that please send a DM to me and I will give you as much voice as I can I even have somebody that I don't remember the name of the account that looks for me because they want to talk about um, violence against indigenous women our indigenous sisters they disappear no one looks for them there's no campaigns no milk carton like nada and I promised them that I'm going to bring up that subject. And as soon as I'm more present in March, we are going to have a segment like that. Maybe we can do that together. And we're going to talk specifically about that. Because we need to bring life. We need to bring... Yeah. Like once one of us got somewhere... I mean, one of us is building. Mm-hmm. All of us are building. Right? Yeah. yeah. So if you get anywhere that you were able to open that door... Hold the door open so your brothers and sisters can come with you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's our obligation as I'm an older millennial. It's our obligation to like, I just see like on social media how all these old white men, like, they're like, oh, the world is so boring now because you've got to say the pronouns because you, you cannot say the, uh, the N word anymore. And I'm like, just. Go away, sit down and be quiet because the most disgusting to me is seeing the youth with all the energy, like wanting to bring on change and trying to survive because if we don't change, this world will <laughs> disappear. And then all these old ass, weird people like, but I liked my way. So shut up, Chad. Now it's time to just go to sleep, right? And give voice, give as much voice. Mm-hmm. Hold the door open, pass to the, through the door, hold it open to your mm-hmm. brothers and yeah. sisters. I like to say, 
don't just put the ladder down for every everybody else. Build stairs so they can walk up. Build stairs behind you so that they can have an easier time. So it won't be as much of a struggle to try to get up that ladder. Because there's more effort to get up a ladder, but it's easier to walk up the stairs. And then the people behind them, they can build a ramp. And then behind them, they can build the elevator. Yep. Um, And this is what um, our ancestors did, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Our ancestors were the ones fighting to end slavery as we knew. Mm -hmm. Because there is still slavery, but every time I feel like giving up, I like to think about my ancestors. They didn't give up. Black people, African people, mm-hmm. African people have the generational trauma of if I work really hard, mm-hmm. I will be free. Mm-hmm. Because I was, our ancestors were made believe that they, mm-hmm. at least in the North mm-hmm. part of the America, mm-hmm. um, so we cannot give up. Yeah. Our indigenous ancestors, uh, my mom descends from Ashakali people, which is a nation in Brazil, they also didn't give up. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're feeling down, like think of your ancestors. The only reason we are here is because of them. Yeah. And if they pay the way as they did, walk through it. Walk through it. Head up, chin up. You have more than the right to walk that path. So that's why I say, Kick the door open, and if somebody cries, like, oh, I'm sorry, hi, keep walking. We clap for our ancestors. <laughs> I'm clapping for your speech. That was, no, no. That was good. That was inspiring. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. By the way, Nick is in the house. Good to see you, Nick. Oh, and by the way, um, oh, somebody uh, I have forgotten, and I and I apologize. Oh, hey, hey, mad scientist, man. I can't talk today. Mad scientist, Mike. Good to see you. Um, there was somebody else that said you, I, you forgot me, and I was like, no, I forgot you. Um. Before I get to my next question, I'm folding my shirt. Mm-hmm. But I get it. You see me like I'm folding shirt. There is a little coffee stain in my shirt. But this is Lula. Oh, cool. And it says Lula Libre. Let me do this. Mm-hmm. Lula Libre. Which means free Lula because he was illegally arrested yeah. by a judge called Moro. That is very, like, this man is so funny because he's very proud to say, like, I was trained by the CIA. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Like, Brazil's like, mm-hmm. man, you're proud to say that you're a CIA off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to say hello to Hash. I, 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 didn't, I didn't miss your comment. Um, I missed it at first, but I got it. I just want to make sure I got you. So... I just want to make sure that I didn't, you know, miss you at, a, at all. So I want to make sure that, you know, I, I get all my people. And it's, oh, Nick, 
Thank you so much, bro. That means a lot. Chocolate thunders in the house! <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. My grandson. I'm gonna take my glasses off now. <laughs> Wait, you said you're a millennial? I'm a millennial. I'm an older millennial. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were younger than me. Nah. Can you imagine if I was a boomer? I would be the coolest boomer ever. Oh, you, <laughs> yes. You'd be the coolest boomer. Definitely. <laughs> okay, so. Susan Sarandon is the coolest boomer, though. Look, if I were a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to get myself in trouble. You, you don't know. You don't want to know what kind of boomer I'd be. I'd be going. Imagine me being a boomer. I'd be going up to some like forty-five-year-old dude, be like, "What's up? How you doing? You need some experience." Man, I'd be going to the high school graduation be like, hey, is that your dad? Yeah, that's your dad? Let me talk to him. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. JB, I'm going I'm to cancel myself. What in the hell? <laughs> okay. All right. So... <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm give you this question. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, I don't ever want to be that. But let's just hypothetically. Okay? Okay. You're president of the United States. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Hold on. Hold, hold on. Okay. <laughs> Thinking really hard. Now. Okay. It's January 20th, your inauguration day. What are the first three actions you're taking as president within your first 100 days? I thought you were going to ask what I was going to say. Because I would say, burn this motherfucker <laughs> down to the ground. And everybody I mean, that's like, an action. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, they'll burn the, the, the White House. But also... <laughs> My three first actions. First, end the concentration camps at the border. Second, legalize abortion and marijuana national. Third, <laughs> overthrow the government and open doors to a new way to go burn. I'm an anarchist, but I think the most suitable way is communism. So I would let the communists take over and I'll be like, my job is done. Mm -hmm. Bye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as you're leaving, the communists take like uh, like uh, lays from like Hawaii, Hawaiian lays and put them around your neck and they're all clapping as you walk down and you're just like, bye everybody. 
I would be like, and they'll be but singing I will, songs. I will, I will ask for one thing in exchange. What? Can I burn down? Can I burn down the house? Can I burn down the Capitol Hill? Can I burn down the, the White House? Can we build housing for people in this huge space that's good? You know. Hey, a little Why known does fact. The president has to have that huge house. Did you know that, that the White House has been burned down before? Really? I don't know that. Tell me yeah. the story. Okay, so I, I don't know the exact story, but we had a, a White House before. I don't even know if it was really white, but um, it was the you know the the house where the president it's was. It's a suitable name, White House for the White. Pale House. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, they there was some. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, there was some rebels. I think they were. I think they were slave owners that didn't like the presidency or something and they, they burned down the white house uh oh it was in the war of 1812 yeah so they burned down and then they rebuilt and they built it into the white house that we see today but before that oh, wow. yeah it, it, so it's not the first time so Okay, I'm not original, but I'm learning from the testers. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. But the it, it thing is that, you know, there's precedent, which means it can happen again. <laughs> Just say. And the reason why I said, like, the third action was to give the government to the communists is because I, I know that the country after would have universal health care, yeah. public education, mm-hmm. public housing. Mm-hmm. We all would own the means of production. Yeah. So, yes. So, I would just do what I, like, okay, here, here it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, let me burn down. Mm-hmm. Just one building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> See. Just want to burn down. Yeah. Now, Hash, I'd be fine if it was a black house, but here's the only thing, though. Um, it's not going to be energy efficient. So, but if you put solar panels on the walls and they're black solar panels, then it can be a black house. I would burn down and build housing and I would call the house of all. The house of and all. you know what? I would put all the immigrants that come crossing the border to live there, just so I can piss off some more white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and give all the indigenous people the option of, okay, this is your land. Where do you want us to go? Yeah, that's very important. Maybe the the handing of the land should should be to the indigenous people, mm-hmm. and they would decide where we should go. I think that's the the most righteous thing to do to mm-hmm. give back the land yeah because it's still land it, 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 it's fair it's fair because the thing mm-hmm. is that even though I would love to still live where I live it's not my home originally you know so but yeah, yeah. I, w- I would give the land back and mm-hmm. If they said that we could live 
you know, in the territory of the White House. I was like, okay, thank you. Because, like, mm -hmm. what are you going to do? People came over, destroyed their lives, and told them, here's where you can leave. Mm -hmm. Here, this little piece of land here. And we are going to go there with oil pipes, and we're going to burst them, and we're gonna, your land's going to be crap. So, mm -hmm. yeah, deal with it. So if they told me the same story otherwise, I would be like, okay, sorry, I'm sorry. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. But then I can move and see, be neighbors with you. Yes. And then we can watch the cherry blossoms in the spring. Oh, yes. See? I would love to. Yeah. <laughs> it would be fun. <laughs> and we would live in peace because we gave the land back. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I got my window open. Um, and then there would be no, less light pollution so you can see all the stars in the sky. You know what? I've never been in an area where I saw more than, I say, 20 or 30 stars in the sky. I've never been. I've never seen more than that before. It's fantastic. When you get to be like, I grew up in a country that is like... You have the big centers, but you also have the, still the small towns that are underdeveloped. Mm -hmm. And they are wonderful because you can go to these places and just like watch the sky. It's, mm -hmm. it's an experience to have. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. incredible. I hope I'm with you when you do that for the first time. Yeah, I, I want to see it. I want to I want to put a blanket on the grass and I just want to lay there and just look at the stars in the sky. That's I got to do that. Yes. Yeah. There won't be that light pollution from the city, so you're going to be able to. Right. We're speaking that into existence. We are. We have to. We have to. We have to. Mm -hmm. Now, my next question is, what is something that you're going to double down on in 2022? Double down is like taking a step back? No, double down is going more intense. Oh, I always understood that was something like, I'm going to double down, so I'm going to not do that. <gasps> Being speaking like that, and people are like, this bitch is crazy. But anyway, <laughs> why am I going to double down? Healthcare, for sure. Basic human rights. Education, housing, food, and healthcare. For sure. And still, I will be more and more difficult to my white relatives i will make them more and more uncomfortable because in this world the way we are we grow when we feel uncomfortable mm. um the animals that have exoskeleton like the skeleton in the outside like a shell mm -hmm. The way they grow is from the inside out, right? So they get uncomfortable in that shell, mm -hmm. and then they break it, and then they go into darkness, and they stay with themselves, building a new one. And mm -hmm. that's a cycle of growth. Mm -hmm. That's also the cycle of growth of the human being. Mm -hmm. So, And I know that by doubling down on making white people uncomfortable, heterosexual cis people uncomfortable I got a lot of backlash I'm ready mm -hmm. 
Well, I have to sit with my discomfort as a male because I do have privilege as a man. And I have to I have to do that. So, uh, you know, and, and I'm willing to sit with that discomfort, you know, because if it means more solidarity with, uh, you know, trans and cis women, I, I have to do it in order to help us grow. So I have to do I have yeah. to sit with that discomfort, too, you know, so. Same with me being light skinned. Mm-hmm. That is true too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We all we all have to grow in some way, shape, or form. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I have a fun question. Okay. Okay. What is the one food Josana cannot live without? Can I do this? Yes. My life. <laughs> no, no, no. We both do it at the same time. Rice and beans. Oh! <laughs> 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 I love it. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I had that yesterday. Okay. They are made to make you happy. <laughs> I have I have a I have a rhyme that my mother taught me. Okay? And I'm gonna teach all of you in the chat. You guys are gonna love this, okay? My mother taught me, okay? Beans, beans, they're good for your heart. The more you eat them, the more you fart. The more you fart, the better you feel. So eat your beans with every meal. <laughs> but we do have a secret though. We do have a secret to not make you fart Because um, What you have to do is You grab the beans mm-hmm. And you leave them you see, like, Let's say you're going to cook the beans tomorrow mm-hmm. Today is Tuesday You're going to cook the beans on Wednesday So you're going to put the beans 4pm, 5pm In water, soak the beans And then you change the water and before you go to sleep, that's the last time you change the water. And you soak them again. And the day after, you cook them with that water. No fart. No fart. Okay. The fibers, the iron, all the good stuff. Okay. I did not but know the that. Rhyme is wonderful. The rhyme is wonderful. First time talking about farting on my channel. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome to the JB Fart Show. <laughs> That's a very scientific conversation. Very scientific. Very. With theory, bro. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> What is your favorite curse word? Oh. Cool. But it's in Portuguese. Buceta. Which is also in Portuguese. And I can't keep on cursing on Portuguese. But 
<laughs> yeah. Oof. Uh, <laughs> in English, I like Kant. Okay. I also like. Um, I like to say like, fuck off. I really do. You know, I really I, I know a lot of English people say that. A lot of people from England, they'll say that. I think it's because of alphabet. <laughs> no, it's like when I le- <laughs> when I learned English, I I actually was studying English since ten years old, and I I studied British English. Mm-hmm. So I had the accent that you have when you speak British English. It's not an accent. It's the, it's the real English. But, I mean, I cannot do that anymore. But yeah, and then I, I moved to America where you have to say everything like this. But you don't move, you don't move your mouth. You just speak like that, very relaxed, and you don't even make a sound. But like you sound very American when you do that. Yeah. So you don't open your mouth like that. You just yeah. like that. You don't really have to open your mouth very much. <laughs> but when you do, then you make very little sound at all. Very little. It's like a ventriloquist, you know, just like yeah. that. Don't do it. Just move you your eyes. Don't do the sounds. Why are you overreacting? Why are you... You're not American. No, why are, why are you overreacting? You're just... Not... Damn. Yeah, it's Damn. very un-American of you. Uh. <laughs> 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 so silly. I am. I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is going to be my last question. Wow, I'm already up to my last question already? No! Okay. Fine, fine. No! Okay. Okay, this is going to be... Um, this is a serious question, but I think it's something good for people to reflect on. You've lived a long life... And you're on your deathbed. What is the one thought that you want people to remember about you? That I've always had joy to just exist. You always what? I always had joy just by existing. I love that. Just by the fact I exist. I love that. I love that. Because that's what life is all about. Because we know that life is not long, but you might as well make it joyful while you're here. Mm. You know? And amazing love. Mm-hmm. Because everything is love. Love that's true. is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's between you and a partner, it doesn't matter if it's between your mother, between your friend. Or just between you and yourself. Mm-hmm. Everything is love. Mm-hmm. There is love that got sick and it becomes violent. Yeah. But True. it is love. There is love that is misplaced and it becomes it can become greedy. Mm. Right? True. True. And there is love that is also misplaced and can become egotistical love. It can become Am I here? Are we back? Yes, you're back. Hello? Can you hear me? 
Uh oh. Can you hear me? You know, despite the internet issues that we're having, our internet that we're ex problems we're experiencing right now are still better than the problems that we, than the problems that you know our government you know ex gives us. Got any radical poems? I don't know. What happened? Uh-oh. She'll be back. Even still. Oh, here we go. Perfect. All right. Welcome back. Good morning, Ken. <laughs> I'm sorry. I promise I'll come back one day with better No, action. it's okay. It's not your fault. Um, It's fine. Um, But, you know... One thing that people need to realize, and I, and I love what you said about everything is love, is that people need to learn how to love in the right way. And we get to a point where yeah. we, we look at other people oh. and can you hear me? Hello? Josana? Let's give her a second. Sorry, folks. Thank you for your patience. The internet in her area is kind of wonky right now. Okay. Okay, we have a third Josana. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but what I was saying was that we have to learn to realize that we're all connected in some way, shape, or form. And you can see this connect connection, whether you're religious or you're not religious, you can see that we're all connected. You and I are cousins. Yes, we are. But we're cousins. Everybody that's white, everybody that's black, everybody that's Asian, it doesn't matter. We're all cousins. If you took our DNA, it all matches. We're all cousins. And we got to realize when you hurt... I hurt. When you have pain... Umbutu, yes. Yes, I was hoping you would bring that up because you taught me that word. Thank you, teacher. Um, no. And so... There's this... If someone dies, even if we don't know it and we don't feel it, it still indirectly affects us in some way. If we display hate to someone, 
that indirectly affects the world in some way. And then guess what? It's just like a ripple effect. If you have that happen, it comes back around the world to you. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons why. 